Hi everyone, this is Dr. Stefan. In this video, I'd like to tell you about 12 reasons why your asthma might be bad, might be poorly controlled. If you suffer with asthma or you know someone who suffers with asthma, you will know that it is a variable condition. So you can have good days, you can have bad days, you can have flare-ups that go on for weeks when you're getting loads of asthma attacks and you don't know what to do. So if you know that, you know that it's related to airway inflammation. So the inflammation in the airways it's what is what drives the asthma. So if you can control that inflammation in the airways, you're actually on your way to having good asthma control. It's important to understand that the inflammation is modulated by all kinds of triggers, which differ from person to person, and various irritants that you're breathing in. So this is basically what drives the asthma. With that intro in mind, let's go into the 12 reasons why your asthma might be bad. The first one is inhaler technique. So if you're struggling to use inhalers, of course, you'll not be getting the medication where it needs to go, deep within the airways where it needs to act on the inflammation to reduce it. This is a major, major problem. There's no shame in not being able to use your inhaler correctly, but please try to work on your technique to improve it as much as you can. There can be different aids such as spacers or other things that you can use to help you get the medication deep within the airways. So always what I would recommend, talk to your doctor about your inhaler technique at every consultation. Take the inhaler with you. There's no shame in showing your doctor how you're using it to get some direct feedback. This is really important. Try to make sure that you're using the right technique with inhalers. Otherwise, these things will just, you'll pop them all day. You'll use your devices in the wrong way and the medication doesn't get in where it needs to go. So your asthma might be flaring up for that reason. Number two, not taking a controller medication. So some people only use reliever inhalers, such as Ventolin, the blue inhalers, things like that. Those are good for symptoms. They are good in asthma attacks. They cut the asthma attack, but the effect only lasts for about four hours and it doesn't control the inflammation in the airways. So the inflammation levels may still be very high, but you're just using a medication that just opens up the airways a little bit, but there's still inflammation there. So if you're not using a controller medication and you're getting a lot of asthma attacks, probably the asthma is not controlled. The inflammation is still there and you're not getting anywhere. You're just in reaction mode. So the goal is to reduce the inflammation to prevent asthma attacks. Number three, not recognizing worsening symptoms. So many people are actually quite bad at this. So there's no shame again if you are struggling with this situation, but some people do not know when their asthma is actually getting worse. They don't rec recognize the early signs of a flare-up, which is very, very important. So what most clinicians recommend is that you keep some sort of a diary. Now, this doesn't have to be something that's very fancy, but you might want to just make a note of how you were feeling on certain days. And if you feel like you're, it doesn't have to be actually a written diary, but it's just to try to be aware every day. Hmm, how are my symptoms today? Am I getting a lot of, uh, of chest tightness? Am I getting a lot of wheeze today? Has something happened? Am I catching a cold? which may actually flare up my asthma. So all of these things are really important. You need to think about these things. The other thing you can do if you have a bit of a diary or you have a little notebook where you write things down is to use a peak flow meter. So a peak flow meter is a device in which you blow and it gives you a reading of how fast you can blow air out of the lungs. Now, it's not a full lung function, but it can give you some indication, especially if you're starting to get consistently low readings on that peak flow meter, it may suggest that there's a little bit of inflammation brewing in the airways. The airways are tightening a little bit and you might be setting yourself up to getting some kind of a bigger asthma attack. 
The other thing to watch for those readings is the variation. So for example, if you do it twice a day, if you do it in the morning and in the evening, and you notice that there's a bigger and bigger difference between the two numbers. That variation in the, the peak flow readings does suggest that there's something going on. So it's important to maybe keep track of that, maybe once a week, just browse through your notes and, mm, okay, these things are not going well. If, of course, if you are feeling well, if you don't have to do this every day, but when you have a period where you're not sure what's going on, using a peak flow meter is actually quite helpful. And it's a very, very easy thing to do. And I think I have a, another video on my channel on how to use a peak flow meter if you browse through it. So it's important when you don't recognize the symptoms, you are potentially setting yourself up to having a very severe attack. And it's actually important to note this. If you've had severe asthma attacks in the past, do remember that having had severe asthma attacks in the past is actually a predictor of getting more of the same. So people who have needed to go into hospital because of their asthma may go into hospital again because this is how your asthma behaves. So it's important to really know, know your body, know how you're reacting and recognize the early warning signs. Number four, not having an asthma action plan, preferably a written one. So this is an a very simple thing, but you, many people don't think about it or forget that this is something that could be useful. So, you know, I mentioned the diary before to just help you recognize when symptoms are getting worse. So that can help, but attach to that, it might be helpful to discuss with your doctor or your asthma nurse or someone uh, who is treating your asthma to, to know what to do in your case, to have a page written down what to do if your symptoms are getting worse, which medication to take how to increase your inhaler doses. So if you're on a controller inhaler, you may have to double the doses when you're getting symptoms. You may have to take, instead of one puff twice a day, you may have to take two puffs twice a day or something like that. But as long as it's written down and you know what to do, well, if I'm flaring up like this, I'll do this. If I'm getting a severe attack, I'll take this medication. If you are having chest infections, it's important to treat these early. So having that written down somewhere, how to treat your chest infections is probably another good idea. Some doctors sometimes give their patients a rescue pack. Now, a rescue pack usually contains a lot of antibiotics and some corticosteroids, such as prednisone, prednisolone. And you keep these medications handy in case you get some kind of a chest infection, in case you get a flare-up, and if it's written down how to take that medication, how to use it, it can help you just prevent something because you can get the medication early. You don't have to go for a prescription, wait for an appointment, etc., etc. You have it ready when things happen to go ahead. So again, having that written asthma action plan is really, really helpful. Number five, this is a big one, smoking. So if you are still smoking and you have asthma, this is a really, really bad combination because smoking is an irritant. So the smoke, the vape, whatever you're using, it will go inside the airways where you're trying to control that inflammation and just add just this bit more irritation there. And it can actually make you need more medication to control you know, an asthma that might be mild. So really, really important to try to stop smoking. Try to seek help from smoking cessation services. Quitting smoking is really hard. It's really hard. So if you are struggling with, <laughs> with this problem, try to think about your health long term. If you give up smoking, you'll have much better asthma control. Number six, ongoing exposure to allergens. So if you are allergic, for example, to house dust mite, you're allergic to certain plants or pollens, try to do your best to avoid these things because it will lead to more inflammation in the airways. Allergic inflammation in the airways is linked to these triggers. So you need to know the triggers in your case and try to avoid these. So for example, a common one is house dust mite. So 
if you are allergic to house dust, keep your house well vacuumed, you know, wipe all the counters, etc., to make sure that there's not a lot of dust going into your airways because it will lead to more inflammation. You'll need more treatment. You'll struggle with asthma control. Number seven, is it occupational? So this is something that you need to wonder. If you are having asthma attacks or symptoms that are worse during the work week, but then at the weekend, you tend to feel a little bit better. Or when you're on vacation, you tend to feel a little bit better. But when you're working, when you're in your office, in your factory, if you are feeling worse, maybe consider whether there's something in the workplace that's triggering your asthma. And if that's the case, try to figure out what it is. Try to talk to your employer, to your boss, to see if you can change the process that you're involved in, in the factory, or if you can change offices for a while to see if that improves things. Occupational asthma is sometimes very difficult to diagnose because it can be really subtle. You just say, well, I'm having asthma, but try to see if you have that variation that is linked to the work week, because it's really important to recognize that. Number eight, acid reflux. So if you're having a lot of indigestion, acid, acid reflux, heartburn, you know, you, you lie in bed and you feel a bad taste in your mouth, you start to cough. If you're struggling with acid reflux, do remember that that acid can come up and you can inhale some of it in your airways where it causes irritation, more inflammation, poor asthma control. And in asthma, there's also a little bit of a complicated situation because some of the inhalers that you're using may actually facilitate more reflux from happening. So it's important to keep a healthy diet and just to make sure that you're doing your best to control your acid reflux. There are some tablets that can control that as well. So talk to your doctor if that's a problem in your case. So this obviously brings me to number nine, having an unhealthy lifestyle and diet. Now, there is no specific diet that will work for everyone in asthma, but just keeping a healthy diet and regular meals and not having giant meals that would facilitate acid reflux and things like that might actually go a long way. So just keeping a healthy diet will keep you healthy overall and it will help you control your asthma much better. Number 10, sleeping patterns. So this is something that maybe people don't think about. You may forget that you need to sleep enough. You need to sleep according to a schedule because your body will adapt to that schedule. All the processes of the body, whether restorative or, you know, when you need to be stressed, you can be stressed. When you need, Your body goes into a very big chaotic loop if you're just having bad sleeping patterns. And this has been shown in research. So people who have shift work, uh, who work in shifts, people who have disrupted sleep, they generally have worse asthma. So do try to think whether you need to sleep better for longer and at regular times. So this is something to consider. Number 11, excess weight. So if you're a little bit overweight, do know that that can be linked to worse asthma. And it can be difficult. This is something where I don't want to minimize the problem because many people who suffer with asthma may need to take, for example, medications that can facilitate weight gain, such as corticosteroids. So if you need to take tablets for your asthma to control your asthma, you may actually gain weight. Because you're struggling with breathing, you may be less physically active. So obviously all these things can contribute to, you know, increased weight. But I, as I was saying before, keeping a healthy diet and maintaining a healthy uh, weight will actually help you a lot. But th there's lots of things here. People don't think that overweight is a, being overweight is such a big problem, but it is. And it's something that many will not say, will not admit. People tend to brush this under the carpet. But I'm trying to be honest with you. Imagine if you're having a lot of weight, 
there's a lot of weight pushing on your stomach you may get more acid reflux you may be moving less you you know the uh, there's been some science around the fact that you know the adipose tissue the fatty tissue may release some chemicals some mediators that may actually contribute to worsening asthma control so there's lots of things to consider it's all scientifically based and you'll feel much better so try to have a healthy lifestyle try to move enough to, to not forget about moving just having asthma is not an excuse not to go for a walk or do the simple things to keep a functional level of strength and a normal weight so try to think about that and then number 12 basically this is the last one having no regular follow-up with your doctor this is a huge problem it's a huge problem because if you're not seeing someone to check in how your asthma is going how your treatments are going do you need to do anything else do you need to modulate treatment what's your lung function like are things going in the right direction do you need to do any tests to rule out any other conditions you are basically flying blind so i would say if your asthma is unstable you don't know what's going on it's really really bad it's been bad for for a long time you probably should be seeing a doctor or an asthma nurse every three months until you get control because you will make adjustments to your treatment maybe every three months to see if you're getting hold of it because that's that's really what you're trying to get to a level of control after that you can have less regular follow-up maybe every six months nine months every year if you're feeling really well but do try to have regular follow-up with your healthcare team to make sure that your asthma is well controlled so basically just to summarize the 12 points that we've discussed here your asthma might be bad because your inhaler technique may not be correct and that's fine just try to fix it you're not taking your a controller medication to control the inflammation in the airways you're not recognizing worsening symptoms and you're just basically walking into a trap. You're not increasing the medication when you need to increase it. Not having an asthma written, a written asthma plan, uh, sorry, a written um, plan to deal with complications of your asthma. Number five, you're still smoking. This is a big problem. Number six, you're still having exposure to different allergens or triggers that are worsening the inflammation. Number seven, it could be an op occupational form of asthma. Number eight, acid reflux. Number nine, unhealthy lifestyle and diet. Number 10, sleeping patterns, which are a little bit disrupted. Number 11, excess weight. And then number 12, not having regular follow-up with your healthcare team. Hopefully this was a helpful video. If you have further comments or questions, leave them in the comment section below. I'll see you in future videos. All the best.